Morning, guys. Let me start with a story. So yesterday, uh, I looked out uh, the window up to the chicken coop because the girls had been up there opening up the chickens for a lot longer than I thought they should have. And I saw them. They had opened the gate to the chicken run and were standing there letting the chickens free range out into the meadow a little bit. <clears throat> because my daughter had noticed that they were really into eating plantain and that plantain was growing thickly right outside the fence. Now our chicken run, we keep heavily bedded with fresh grass cuttings, um, but it's not the same as letting the chickens free range in a meadow. We used to let them free range in the meadow and then we had just an appalling death rate, uh, pressure from foxes and hawks. So we tightened up the fence, gave them a smaller enclosed run last year, <clears throat> and haven't lost one since. I called up to the girls when I saw them doing that. I said, <clears throat> you got to stop because we just spent all spring chasing the chickens back into the pen. We clipped one of their wings to keep them from being able to fly, but even so, they were still, they were finding every little crack and crevice and way to fly over that they could. And we had finally trained them to stay put. And what you're doing is gonna make them much more interested in going, Willa, don't you be rolling in whatever that is, no. Um, I don't even know what it is. Uh, you're going to raise their expectations. They're going to want to get out of the run now. You know, we've, we spent a lot of time training them to stay inside the run. And it got me thinking about how we train our kids to stay inside certain fences. And we train ourselves to stay inside certain fences. And to some extent, that's good, right? For... All that we say, you know, for all the instances where we say, you know, we want our kids to think outside the box and feel like anything is possible for them and, um, and, and not feel, not have blinders on, even subconscious blinders on. We also want them to have certain boundaries when it comes to moral decency and being courageous and being honest. And those things are boundaries. And we have those same boundaries for ourselves as, as well. And so the trick is to be able to see clearly, which we can't always, when a boundary is serving us by helping us lead the kind of life that we want to lead when we think about it thoughtfully from a distance and when we have made walls for ourselves that are based around fear um, and not around some thoughtful judgment about who I want to be as a person. And I don't have a great answer for how to tell one from the other all the time because a lot of times they're blurry, right? You want to behave in a certain way to be the good person you want yourself to be, but you're also doing it partly because you're afraid of what other people will think of you. So they are all entangled.
but it is helpful to think critically about what fences we've created for ourselves and also sometimes what fences we can create for ourselves to deliberately make a fence. Um, I know for myself, I function much better with sort of hard boundaries that I don't mess with than I do with gray nuance. So, um, you know, I don't drink alcohol and probably the biggest reason I don't drink alcohol is I just don't want to deal with the gray messiness of having to be a responsible adult around it. I just choose not to do it. And that hard boundary is one that eventually I suspect I will reconsider, but it's served me really well so far in that it's, it is, it is, uh, just a clear line that I don't cross. Um, and I, you know, there's many others, uh, usually all based around, you know, being the kind of person I want to be. But I'm sure I, like everyone else, has fences that I put up for myself thinking, you know, oh, I can't be this, I can't do this, that's not me, I'm not good at that. And those are just fences also that I created or that were created around me. Um, and and I'm, the more I can recognize that... <sighs> and see the landscape clearly and say, you know, this is a fence that's not serving me and I can be outside that fence and still be congruent with the person I want to be. Like probably the biggest example for me has been, has been around money. Um, For a long time, I thought it was congruent with my deepest held values to basically never try to be wealthy that there was that that money inevitably corrupted people um and i've come to recognize that that's a not true uh and and b that it was really about me being afraid to admit that maybe i wanted uh to have that kind of control in my life uh, and that it was that that I could because it felt out of control to want that and so deciding that I didn't want it at all gave me some control when otherwise I would have to be uncomfortable with being out of control and as I've gotten more control over the trajectory of my life path by being able to sort of see the next step and the next step and the next step it has felt more in control, more controllable to be pursuing being comfortably well off. And I have started allowing myself to think that. Uh, and it started to shift my, the narrative I have in my head, the fence I have around myself over what it would mean to be wealthy. Um, And it's not that my original framework was entirely wrong. I do think that it's important to recognize that happiness and wealth are two entirely different things. But the fence I had put around it was based out of fear. And 
it was based, it was, it, this was the complicated thing, right? Was that I had told myself a story about who I am morally as a person that didn't allow me to want this thing, but really it was because I was scared to want it. Um, because of how it made me feel and because of the stories I was telling myself about it. So these are the things we need to untangle as we go forward in life. And I think this is why, hopefully, as you get older in life, you get a little wiser and why it's nice to talk to old people who are a little bit wiser because they've gone through several iterations of this. Um, I know myself in my 20s was not prepared to see that. Um, and, and I think... Uh, you know, everybody has a, a hang-up somewhere in their life. For some people, that hang-up is around their love life. For some people, that hang-up is around their commitment to family, which are two slightly different things, right? For some people, it's money. For some people, it's ambition or career. Um... And for some people, it's just a general sense of self-worth. So we build these fences and we tell ourselves sometimes that these fences have to do with us being the, the moral people that we want to be. Because I do think that almost everybody in the world, except maybe sociopaths, I don't really know, wants to be and wants to think of themselves as a moral good person. Um, but because of different, the different ways that our lives have panned out and the different examples around us, we build these stories, we build these fences about who we want to be and about these other things as they tie in to who we want to be. And so, uh, you know, and so we tell ourselves that, uh, I, you know, I'm not good in relationships because I always end up hurting the person. And the part of you that wants to be a good person doesn't want to hurt people. And so there you have created a fence for yourself that's based on a false, uh, sort of a false understanding of what the heck is going on. At any rate, uh... Clearly the chickens want plantain. So when I get home, I'm going to scythe a bunch of meadow with some plantain in it and toss it in for them. Because even when you keep the fences strong, it's good to make sure that everyone is happy and getting their needs met within those fences. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk tomorrow.